You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John, John Lavelle. Welcome to the Russian Troll Farm Podcast. This podcast is inspired by Sarah Gantry's audaciously funny, deeply relevant, subversive play, Russian Troll Farm. Set in 2016 at the Internet Research Agency in Moscow, where Russian trolls show up to work to wreak havoc on the U.S. presidential election. Their job? To get Trump elected. I play Steve, a maniacal sociopath, who believes deeply in the glory days of the Soviet Union. <laughs> Typecasting. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just kidding. Seriously, just kidding. But, but it's not just about me. In addition to chatting with the amazing cast and creators of the play, Russian Troll Farm, we'll go beyond the stage to speak with cyber war experts regarding Russia's ongoing and very effective efforts to create chaos and division in the U.S. The play, Russian Troll Farm, is about the 2016 election. The impact of Russian trolls today is massively greater. Today, we're going to talk to my pals, the incredible cast of Russian Troll Farm, Christine Lottie, Haskell King, Renata Friedman, and Hattie Tabal. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. I'm John Lavelle. I play Steve in the Russian Troll Farm, the 4chan white supremacist, not to give too much away, but yeah, he's a Nazi. And I play him. And to make up for those sins, I'm part of this wonderful podcast and spreading real information and real conversation with open ears. So I'm with the cast of Russian Troll Farm right now because I'm a part of it. Some people might be like, oh my gosh, John, how do you have so much time to like work with all these people and do a podcast? And it's simple. I have no life. So we're just going to go around and introduce ourselves and the characters we play. And to my left is... Hi, I'm Christine Lottie, and I go. play Luba, and I'm their boss. I'm not a troll. Luba is a fascinating, complex woman whose journey in this play is so spectacular. I've never quite played a journey that goes from A to Z, and in this case, it really does. So I'm thrilled, and I love working with all these people here. And to my left is... One of my faves. Go, Renata. <laughs> Hi, I'm Renata Friedman. I play Masha. Masha is a disillusioned former journalist living in St. Petersburg, Russia, who takes a job at the real-life internet research agency 
because she just needs some quick cash to leave the country. While she's there, she finds herself embroiled in an office romance and through the task of trolling and through the task of telling these stories to the American public, she finds her love of story and love of language sort of reinvigorated. And then it all comes crashing down. And this is Haskell King. Hi, I'm Haskell King. Thank you, Renata. And play. <laughs> Go I like ahead, your, no, I like your NPR voice. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. Thank you, John. <laughs> My name is Haskell King, and I play Igor. Igor is a troll, and Igor is a bit of a loner, and is is very specific about the community that he trolls, and goes a bit off guidelines to do so. But I've heard, and I take umbrage at this description, but I know it's kind of like an easy way to kind of get at who he, externally how Igor is. People keep telling me that he's robotic, and and I keep telling people that's just me, but. Igor is trolling a specific community and attempting to undermine American democracy in the elections while creating a connection with that community. And that is actually the main source of human connection that my character has. So that in itself creates a conflict of its own for him and then ultimately for this particular office as the play goes on. Hattie Hi, Tabal. Igor. I'm Hattie Tabal, and I play Nikolai, who is a troll and a supervisor at in this department working under Luba, played by Christine. And Nikolai is is married to the daughter of an oligarch, and he's pretty unhappy in his marriage. And he's a frustrated artist and screenwriter. And I guess when someone walks, someone gets hired at this company, and when they do, he is able to carve out in his work a way to be creative, but that comes at a high cost. Not, don't want to spoil the play. And so, yeah, I think I, I play someone who is who can't be who they are in this environment, which is very much a theme of a lot of what this play is about. And that's super exciting. Awesome. So now you know who we are. So we're just going to have a conversation, and some of us have worked together for pretty long time. I've known Renata for like 25 years and other of us just came on this project and got to know each other. But we as cast members could ask each other questions or pose questions to the group and we can all get into discussion about that. And uh, Hattie, I love your question. Can you ask it first? Oh, yes, sure. Thanks for loving my question, John. I really do though. Like, yeah, that's, no, I know you do. I know you, although I can never tell when you're serious or not. I know you're being honest <laughs> right now. I, what I asked, I think, is there a moment or a line or an event? an event in the play that just has always stuck with you or has always kind of, uh, has always stood out. It kind of either gives you goosebumps or makes you think about something or it rings in your ear or in your heart and you kind of can't really forget it or shake it off. It's that one thing that sticks. It happens to us in a lot of plays we read or we watch. And so that was my question. Okay. Hi, I guess I'm right, sitting right next to you. So I think this is the line that I always that always sticks with me, and every time it comes up, it hits me. And I'm not going to get it word for word, but anyway, uh, it's... you've been doing this play for a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's been doing this play for like five years, and he still doesn't know if I've heard. That's true. Okay, so it is. I'm moving to London. Uh, let me see if I can get. I'm moving to London. I'm going to do yoga and heal the shit out of myself. <laughs> Close, right? It's not. All, that almost. was. I was ninety nine 
point. What did I miss? Nine percent word perfect. There's just? a just in there. Yeah. Okay. Just. I'm going to move to London. I'm moving to London. I'm moving to London. I'm just going to do yoga. I'm just going to do. I'm yoga. going to do yoga. I'm going to do yoga and just, and just heal, heal the shit, shit out of myself. Yeah, I guess Sarah really is a writer. Huh? What about that line? Yeah. Oh, I love that line because. It tells us where Masha is right now, her emotional state, where her life is. It tells us what she's thinking about and what she's really aspiring to. It's such a sad line and it's so relatable. Like I hear that. And I'm like, oh, I know what you're saying. It's so sad because it's you say something like that when you're at a point you don't you're at a desperate point because you think that is going to solve what you see as a problem in your life. And this is my interpretation, obviously, but this is how I, what I feel from the lines. And you know that if that's what you think is going to solve the issues with your life, then it is not going to work. And you have a lot of other problems that you're not willing to deal with. And we see, and we know she's never going to get to that point. And we know that we, we see her rushing headlong in the opposite direction. And look at where she's like taking a job at and who she's taking up with Nikolai. And so I just, that line just does so much for me. Yeah, it's very touching. It's also a really funny line. I mean, oh, it's it always a super gets a funny huge line. laugh. Yeah. It's so I was, funny. I was going to say that it's one of those, in the math of the show and in the math of the comedy of the show, you know how you have many different audiences who respond in a variety of ways, and some of your lines... You just don't know from night to night whether or not it's going to get a response, but that's one of my consistent lines. And so it's sort of an anchor for me in the show. I mean, I hope I'm not jinxing myself right yeah, now. Wait for tonight. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's going to be fine. Even if it's, a, even if it's a trickier house or a trickier audience, I can always count on that. That's why I like it. Yeah, because it is so honest and it's so relatable. I think it's very relatable. Did you yeah. laugh that hard night we had? Yeah, even then even there was night. some, yes. Yeah. Wow. I wanted to talk about for a second a line that means a lot to me, which is your mental illness is well suited to your job. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite lines. And the reason is, I think, I and deliver. last night was very moving to me. We ha They had one line responses at our talk back, one word responses. And somebody said, I feel impotent. And I thought, yeah, okay. So we got we can't we got to get past impotence. We mm. have to get to some kind of action. And understanding that these people have a mental illness. I mean, they're broken. They're all broken in some ways. They have some mental issues. Luba in particular. But the people that, you know, I don't know, MAGA, can I say MAGA people? Yeah. That they're not we can't demonize them. There there's some hurt and anger that we need to identify with and have empathy for, and then talk to them about why they're voting against their own interests. And we have to get people, to, you know, registered to vote. But talking to, not to demonize people with certain, you know, mental issues or whatever, hurting that are supporting MAGA and want Donald Trump again, but to really try to have conversations with them. And I think that will help people not feel so impotent after seeing this play, because I think this play is so powerful. And obviously, after Navalny's murder, it is even more terrifying. And I think that, anyway, that line always reminds me of how we need to have empathy for people like Steve. 
I want to piggyback on that because it's so true what you're saying. In a way, for me, uh, how I understand what you're saying, Christine, also is what's really interesting about display, right, is that you have these this insight into these trolls, right? Like who these people are. <clears throat> and, you know, you, you get to, you, you know, as actors, we can't judge them. And as audience members, we're hoping that they're, we're inviting them to see their humanity somewhere. And I think what Sarah Ganter, a writer, did, it, which is so brilliant in a way, is that you know, it's set in Russia, but it actually feels like you're watching it inside the United States. It's a bit like what Shakespeare used to do, kind of set things away from England. I mean, he did it for other reasons. Sarah didn't do that because she's afraid that she's going to be censored here. I hope not. But, you know, obviously Shakespeare was doing it for, because you couldn't really set things in the court, in the royal court there. But there is this thing where like, you know, Russia looking at the US, US looking at the Russia, but at the end of the day, we are these people who are doing these horrible things and who are broken in a lot of ways and who really want to be seen somehow, which is actually one of the lines that Nikolai says in the play. Yeah. And I think that is also very profound about this piece, which is, you know, you have these people who want to be seen in some way, even the white supremacist, horrifying character who happens to be our funniest character is looking to be seen. He even says it. He says, you know, I used to do things just to get a reaction, but actually I'm on board too. He has jumped on board of something to be seen. And I think that is really powerful. That ties into my answer to your question, which is the moment in the play that always stands out to me. It's sort of more of a section without giving too much away in the later part of the play. Luba and Masha have a moment of connection where there is a friendship that begins to grow. And I love that section of the play because it allows two desperately lonely people to connect. And I think that all of our characters are horrifically lonely and we're preying on lonely people in America. But that is one of my favorite sections that always resonates when I do it. Yeah, well said, Renata. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for more Russian Troll Farm. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. We're talking with the cast of Russian Troll Farm. Along with this kind of empathy, it's actually in Luba's ghost from a glorious future that never came for like a lot of reasons. Like the fact that Sarah wrote that, it's such a beautiful, visceral, I see it, I hear it, I feel it. It's like one of those lines that all my senses are like just mm. triggered when I hear it. And in context about someone living their life so hard and doing everything they can and overcoming so much, and then sitting at the precipice, they climb this mountain and looking down and saying, this wasn't worth it. What have I done? 
what have I done with my life? I dedicated myself to something that didn't happen, never will happen. And it gets me so sad every time I hear it. So I try not to listen to it. Mm. I try to like move on at that point. But I sometimes hear that moment. I kind of get a little like, oh my gosh. And yeah, it's like one of my fears as a person, like, like what have, am I doing? What am I dedicating myself to this? And a lot of actors I'm sure feel this way. Like, yeah. what is this a noble pursuit? Is my life a noble thing? Is my night life even worth living? Yeah. That whole section just hits me in such a way. And especially, you know, we said the play changed a few days ago mm. with Alexi's murder. It's just like, I think about that. And I was like, well, that, that's a life worth living. Mm-hmm. Like that is, mm. you know, that, that is dedication and that is something mm. profound. But yeah, no, it really strikes me. Ooh, I got a little emotional talking about it. Mm. My favorite line in the play is when Luba says, we, this was not a spoiler because we all know how the elections ended up in 2016, right? Like, it's cool for me yeah. to say that. She says, we won. And there's something so horrifying about watching someone celebrate that they won the election of another country. It is so vile. No matter who is where, you know, it always gets me. Always, every night, I'm like, it enrages me. And actually, it's a moment of celebration on stage, which I think is great. You know, that kind of duality. Fantastic. Renata, what's your question for all of us? I've been thinking a lot just about our job as trolls up there. And I've been reading about this theory that humans have a cynicism bias, that as we have evolved, it has been safer for us to always assume something is a threat rather than assume Mm. something is a friend. So if you encounter a dog alone on the road, you're much more likely to survive if you assume they're dangerous rather than friendly. And the way this ties into online propaganda, I have encountered this in my willingness to jump on board and believe something awful that I read. And sometimes I'm sure I have been manipulated in those scenarios. And I, so my question, is that something that rings true for you guys? Do you feel that you are, when you are online, you are more inclined to absorb and believe something that is tragic or inflammatory before you question whether or not that is true? It's such a good question, Renata. I'm, I have like a conscious bias for cynicism. I'm not really like a good buyer. If so, the minute I see an ad, my first thought is, oh, someone's trying to get me to buy something that I don't need, you know? Whereas there's a lot of, what do you call them, early adopters? They just like, you know, the people who line up for an iPhone, you know, like overnight, I'm like, what is wrong with you? But anyway, I think I usually tend to be cynical about what I see, but here's the dangerous thing, which I think happens to me, is when you already have a belief in something and you see something that aligns with it, but what aligns with it is actually an exaggerated nuance or not a true event. Yes. That's when it's really hard. You know what I mean? Because then you're like, you want the, uh, what do you call it? Like you want the, not the approval, what's the other word I'm looking for? The, affirmation. Uh, affirmation yeah. that what mm. you believe in is true. It's true. And I think for the most vigilant of us, it's really hard to resist that, you know? So I'm trying to be aware of that. Maybe this isn't the answer to that question, but it's something what you, it's like talking about what you say. It's like, it's the idea that things can't be so simple hmm. sometimes where you see a dog on the street, the simplicity of him just being outside of his house is too hard to fathom. And I think this leads to like conspiracy theory, right? Two towers go down in downtown New York. It can't be as simple as a bunch of people flying planes into them. People dying over here. It's not so, it's not so simple. No, and it's really hard to figure out. No, it's a really nuanced thing that's happening right now. It's like, no, people are dying. People should not be dying. People should not be getting hurt. 
So I think cynicism also with the idea is like the need for stuff that's so horrible or it's so hard to accept simplicity, I sometimes think. Where it's like, you see that ad, you're like, they're just trying to get me. Yeah. So my microphone's <laughs> listening to me. These people, they want my money. No, it's simple. Like, you know, maybe I would probably like this product. Mm. Someone's walking up to me in the street and they're like, can I have a dollar? And it's like, they're going to buy meth. And I give them this meth and, if, <laughs> and they're going to have meth. And I was like, they're going to commit a crime. It's like, no, maybe they want a dollar because they're hungry. Right. But you, I'll believe, you know, believe that other thing. So you withhold your humanity sometimes because it can't just be so simple just to be humane to another person. Like that's when I kind of think yeah. about that. But uh, yeah, I tend to create stories for people and things. And I tried, I really am really working towards seeing like the hopeful good of it all. But online, I can't read any story right now because I just don't believe anything right now. I think I'm a complete sucker for everything I see online. This play has helped me to be a little more discerning. But certainly if there's something bad, I go, oh my God, and I'm just engaged. And I don't know if it's the drama queen in me or the, <laughs> the need, this fucked up need to watch other people suffering so you don't feel so bad about mm. your own life, right? So that's part of it, the attraction to it, I think. It's all really sick. But I think that it, I will scroll, find myself scrolling through shit and 20 minutes has gone by and I want to kill myself. And then, you know, you get the screen time, how much time you've been spending on your, this pops up. I really want to kill myself then. I can't even say what how much What are you going on? What, are you on apps? Are you on Instagram, Twitter? Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> what are some more? Tell me some more that I Snapchat. Might. TikTok. TikTok. TikTok is a... Black hole is <laughs> a black hole. Yeah. And I just literally have to put the phone away. But I'm just, some, there's something in my psyche that is, it's, I'm real susceptible to that kind of thing. I don't know. We all are, but, yeah. and it's designed that way. It's, yeah. it, it's literally, it's not, a, it's not an accident. It is designed to be addictive. Yeah. It, these are, it's engineered to be addictive. Even the amount of time this, the reels take is to make you addicted to the next one and the next one. But yeah. they must know my algorithm. Yeah. They must know that I'm a, you know, a pretty radical feminist and activist. And so I'm getting all this stuff about women empowerment and, and women's stories about violence and rape and I'd be horrible. I'm getting so much stuff. And then one time I liked someone's plastic surgery and now I'm getting all uh, these plastic surgery TikToks. Yeah. Like, oh my God, no, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I've now. deleted like all the apps on my phone. I can't have TikTok. I don't have Twitter. I barely have Good. Instagram. So it was really nice talking to y'all. Thanks, John. Thank, Thank you, thanks, John, John thanks for, for inviting us to chat. All right. Yeah. And for moderating this lovely conversation with a great cast. So glad you joined us for episode two of Russian Troll Farm. Big thanks to the incredible cast, Christine Lottie, Haskell King, Renata Friedman, Hattie Tabal, and me, John Lavelle. Join us for the next episode of Russian Troll Farm, coming soon. Thanks to Sarah Goodman, our sound engineer and editor, and to Kim Garris, BPN's head of production, Alan Sales, BPN's co-founder, the amazing BPN social media team, and our producer, Dory Berenstein. I'm John Lavelle, host. You can find Russian Troll Farm on the Broadway Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.